This week on the podcast, we're bringing the pain. That's right. It's Max Payne 2 on It's So Bad. I've been writing intros, <clears throat> trying to actually write the intros recently. Um, so, yeah. Uh, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. Follow us at, at It's So Bad Pod on the Twitter. It's So Bad Pod at gmail.com is the email address. This week we are adding Max Payne 2, The Fall of Max Payne, to the endless list of video mm. games. The 2003 release. Uh, by Remedy Entertainment, published by Rockstar Games, came out on the heels of Max Payne 1, um, and this is pretty much the same game. It's season two. Season two of this TV show of a video game is, uh, <laughs> is really what it is. <laughs> it is uh, it's funny how much it is just the same game. Um, but yeah, 2003 was the same year we got Knights of the Old Republic, F-Zero GX, Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time, Ratchet and Clank, Going Commando, Mario Kart Double Dash, Call of Duty, Beyond Good and Evil, Evil are the games that came out that year in 2003, the big ones. Okay, decent um, year, decent year. Yeah, like, you know, you not know. like any, uh, like all, all like, there are some that are like top tier, but there's no like all timers. Let's yeah. just put that yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. It, feel, it feels like a year filled with uh, sequels, actually, for the most part. And that list that you kind of ran down outside of like Beyond Good and Evil. Well, Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time, I believe is the first one. The second oh, one is, is it? the, oh, okay. the two, two Thrones or whatever. Um, Ratchet and Clank is also a sequel, the sequel. Double Dash is a sequel. Call of Duty is an original. Um, Beyond Good and Evil is a game when we first started this podcast that I played and I got 90% of the way through. And then there was a game-breaking bug on the PS2 version mm. that broke my game. Mm. <laughs> so I will never play the PS2 version again <laughs> if we play that game for the podcast. But yeah. Uh, Remedy Games, this is the studio that brought you such titles as Max Payne 1, but also <laughs> Alan Wake and um, Control currently, and mm -hmm. they're making Alan Wake 2 currently. Um, so, cool studio, I think that I have a general appreciation for them, because I, like, I played Max Payne back in the day, um, as we discussed on the Max Payne pod, um, and then I've played recently Control, and I find their shit to be super interesting. And different from what normal people are doing um so yeah i'm i'm fond of these games for yeah sure. i think uh playing so i have not played control or any of the alan wake games but i feel like after playing max Payne one and two um really enjoying them that uh i will probably have to start checking out more of their more of their work yeah um control i cannot recommend enough it's like not an eight it's like an a plus tier game but it's like a solid like B plus A minus game. It's a, it's a B plus player. Uh, yeah, so it's like, but it's but it's got some like stuff that I really appreciate in it. There's like a lot of like there's um, FMV. The story is told mainly through like F, like VHS or like not even VHS film that you find places of like real people acting. Oh God, really? Uh, yeah, and it's. Um, 
there's like some serious lost vibes in a lot of it. So I, as a, as a lost Ooh. fan back in the day, I was like, Ooh, like Dharma initiative type stuff. I was like, Oh, this is like, this is hitting the sweet spot. Is, is the, I forget the guy's name. The guy that is like, was the face of Max Payne in the first game. And like the head writer, is he like the writer for all these games? Cause he seems like, I was like watching like interviews with him and he seems like, uh, yeah, he just, he looks like he goes real deep down the rabbit hole of, a. Uh, of like kind of outside the box creative writing and stuff like yeah. that. And he, uh, he was, he's the <clears throat> writer for, so he's like a creative, I think he's the creative director at remedy now, but he was the came up with the concept and was the writer for control. Um, he also wrote quantum break and was the creative director for that game, which was also a TV show. It was like a TV show tied into a game. I don't know mm, if you remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. The guy who played, yeah. played Iceman from X-Men was like the lead. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. That's a forgotten reference. <laughs> yeah. Um, Alan Wake, he wrote and was the, was the concept designer, Max Payne and Max Payne 2, he also worked on. Um, he, have you ever heard him really speak in, in real life? Yeah, yeah, I was, I was watching he's, some interviews with him. He's just he's got that very thick uh Finnish uh, accent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's very very thick, very heavy. <laughs> it's very fun. It's very funny after you play Max Payne. He's like, "I'm Max Payne." That's but he doesn't do he doesn't do the voice. It's a different no, guy that does no, the voice. Yeah, yeah, it's a different guy. And in the second one, so Sam Lake handed off the role of Max Payne to Timothy Gibbs, who's the new face of Max Payne for Max Payne 2, I believe only. Um, but yeah, Sam Lake still wrote this whole whole game's plot. Um, used the same physics engine, Havoc, as Max Payne 1, but it had some upgrades to it, I believe. Mm. Um, so I don't really see a lot of the differences. Yeah, you know, like, I was, the, it, I was reading the whole that, game was like, you know, took 18 months, you know? It's like, yeah, it, like this, is, this is a fast turnaround, so... This is like Max Payne 1.5, let's be real. That's that's exactly how... That's that's what I mean. It was like, it felt like season two of a TV show, which is totally right. fine. Totally fine. It was yeah, totally fine to yeah. be familiar, you know? Yeah, it was like, they were saying that, like, they improved... They felt like they improved the physics in, like, their opinion with, like, some of, like, the objects that you could, like, knock around or maybe, like, when, like, you blasted a guy, like, maybe the physics... They they felt they were a little bit better. They thought they had a little bit more weight to them. But uh, I, like you, also did not think it was drastically different. The only thing I really noticed was... Um, the, in the first game, you could see the bullets pretty clearly in bullet time. And in this game, I don't think I could see the bullets that well. Which I was like, God damn it, I like to see the bullets. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think while we're on the topic of bullet time, I feel like that's like the one thing that felt really different for me is that I felt like you you just kind of had to use bullet time, I feel like, all the time in this game. Whereas in the first one, like you you could use it a little bit more sparingly. But this one, I felt like it was very, uh, very reliant on the uh, the bullet time gimmick. I felt. Well, that, that was because, so in this game, for each consecutive kill that you get, it refills the bullet time meter. Yeah. So you can just keep shooting people and doing the bullet time. In the first one, it's like a finite amount. So right, in right, area right. Where you're shooting bad guys, it's, uh, you, you run out eventually. Um, I, I, I really um, thought that the gameplay was fine. It's I thought the thing that changed the most from one to two was, first off, they got rid of those horrendous nightmare sequences that are in yep, the first you game. You hated them. That, hated them. That do not, that just don't <laughs> work. They don't, so it was first, for, so we were playing some PS2 games recently, and you imagine, and it would look dark, the games we were playing because of the render thing that I have, the OSSC sure, yeah. Yeah. that I need to set up. Imagine playing Max Payne with the OSSC with the brightness down, 
in that dark ass space. And then also um, on the PC version, there's like a jump that you have to make. We did t- talked about it in the episode that is like, there's a ceiling and then you like hit the ceiling if you jump and you can't get onto the thing. So I didn't like keep saving and reloading. That part sucked. That part was terrible. But overall, just in general, the level design in Max Payne 2 was substantially better. There was a lot less platforming sections that annoyed the fuck out of me. Like the part in Max Payne 1 where you have to jump off the train at the right time. Oh, God, like, yeah. I, for, I F- forgot about F- that. F- yeah, that was, yeah. That, was hard. that was hard. The only yeah. yeah, the only thing that I found frustrating in this one was, uh, I don't remember if it was in one level or two levels where it was like you're kind of walking kind of across like this like scaffolding or catwalks kind of between a couple apartment buildings. But it wasn't right. that bad. It like it was like I fell like in a bullshit way like once or twice. But ultimately, it was like just kind of like I was just kind of like why why is this here? You know, like but yeah. it, it wasn't that bad. But it wasn't that bad. It was and it came and went fairly quickly. Yeah. Um, so I think a level design was a little bit better on this one. I should say just in general, um, if you're gonna play this game, play it on a PC. Don't play it on a PS2. Don't play it on an Xbox. Although Xbox is probably better than PS2. I didn't play that version. PS2 version is terrible in comparison to the PS- PC version. Yes, I played the PS2 version. I am not going to hold the frame rate issues against the game when it comes to <laughs> ranking it or anything. Because I get it. It's just I made the like I made the mistake of getting it on PS2. I could have got it on Xbox, and it would have been a lot better probably. So it's yeah. You know, there's a lot of games they play that just aren't as good on PS2 because of they just for me that game just feels better with a mouse just like feels and I know you were trying to play it and like it was the mouse is like going all over the place but for me it's like oh fine tune aiming yeah well I don't uh, I don't like I don't play the games with the keyboard and mouse so <laughs> it's like a whole new world to me yeah it's a, a whole new world um, but the story interesting story for a video game and I think this is like. If you think about it in the sequence of the Remedy games that they've played and the story the stories that they've made, like the first one was interesting, but it was seemed like tr- like ground that has been done in fiction before, and like mm-hmm. probably has been done in some video game at some point before that. This one is like very different. It's basically Max Payne picks up after three years. Max Payne has been reinstated with the NYPD. Um, but he's struggling with depression from he's still like obviously upset because his wife and kids were killed after, but he even though he got revenge for killing the the mobsters who did that or was it the mobsters or the inner circle i forget um i think it was gogniti wasn't it gogniti and his family or something uh well wasn't it i think it's like vlad has like indirectly caused the drug addicts and and uh, the first one like, to break into, like, Payne's house and kill his family. Oh, that's right. I forgot about the whole drugs thing. Right, right, one. right. But I can't... V or whatever it was But it was, called, like, they, it was were, like they were targeting Payne's wife because she was, like, uh, I don't know, stumbling upon to, like... It, like, I think it's all tied to, like, the inner circle and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but I don't remember if they, like, specifically... I totally forgot her, about so, yeah, it, uh, the, the drugs. The, 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 I thought the story in this is... Okay, you know, but it definitely was not, like, I was not nearly as engaged as I was with the first game story of the revenge plot and also, like, the drug subplot and the establishment of the the inner circle, whereas this one is, like, you know, yeah, Payne's depressed and he's still kind of, like, wallowing in his misery, but it's kind of like this love story with, with Mona that's, like, the vast majority of the story, and, like, you and I kind of talked about this offline, it's, like, 
it takes such a center stage that it's like his family is like kind of backburnered and it's like i yeah and like you know it, it is like he has like a couple like one-off lines where it's like he's like you know i had this you know it's like i chose Mo- mona and it's like i killed my family you know in my mind you know it's like but it's like that's like interesting stuff that i feel like is not i feel like that conflict probably should have been there a little bit more yeah. Um, and it just kind of felt like a little bit more like dropped in randomly just to kind of remind you that his motivation has always kind of been revenge for his family. But yeah, I just, I don't know. It was, uh, it was, I mean, it's fine. It's, it's good. It's kept me interested, you know, but it just oh, was not sure. as, it just was not as, uh, I think it's like a stylistic thing. Like, like I, like I was talking about how I was like, I saw it was like Sam Lake and he was like, He's like, well, love and revenge were his motivation in the first game, so I figured love, a new love, would be his motivation in the second game, and that's like what brings him back. And I guess it's like, a, as they say, your mileage may vary with that sort of uh, approach. Yeah. But I do, in like thinking about the structure of the game and the story, and again, the story is told through like comic book panels because they were like, we don't want to render full motion video or like cut scenes or anything like that. It's just cheaper to do comics. And if that's fine, it fits. But it's the, also the, its look. It's the game's noir, look. Yeah. You know? It's the noir's aesthetic is, is like fits in there. But I think a lot of the time when I'm thinking about back to like the story and the, the gameplay and the level design, um, they definitely had an idea for levels. <laughs> and then they, they like, fit the story around it because a lot of the times it's super convoluted it's like okay we're gonna we're gonna be in a warehouse and then we're gonna go and what's after that we're gonna go to the restaurant to save vladimir lem and then we're gonna go to the fun house and then we're gonna get arrested (laughs) and go to the police station and if those feel like this is like we have levels that we've built. You need to fit the story into these levels. Yeah, and having Mona live in like the Twin Peaks funhouse was uh, yeah, it's was, like, fucking weird. It was, it was, but it's fine, you know, because I don't know. That was like that was like the best uh, area in the game. <laughs> yeah, it was. And I was like, why? Was I was like, why didn't Twin Peaks have a funhouse in real life? I wish, uh, I wish they did more in that space. There were like some bits where like things happened that were in the amusement park. Um, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but like things would pop out or like cut cardboard cutouts would move. Yeah, you would like walk like, through oh, like should... the the cardboard city with like the cardboard car cars going around. And, uh, yeah, you know, or they would like, have should... like um, like uh, crazy insane asylum people like that were cardboard cutouts like in cardboard jail cells and stuff, and you could kind of like interact with them as you walked by. It was, yeah, yeah, it was cool. Then they burnt Speaking the whole thing what... to the ground. A few, yeah, a few levels later. <laughs> um, speaking of which, there are like optional story segments. Did you do any of those? Did you find any of those? Any optional story segments? I guess. Yeah. I don't so, know. like in the police station, if you enter into like the witness area, there's like a cuts. It's basically Winterson and like the chief are there, and you're like in a fugue state, like a dream sequency thing, and you have to shoot Winterson in the head, and it's like foreshadowing. You killing Winter Soldier. Oh, I did get that. I didn't realize those were optional. Yeah, you can just skip over those rooms entirely. Oh, I like as in like you can miss them through your playthrough, or yeah. like you can. Oh, oh, I know. I, I, uh, no, I got, I got. Uh, I don't know. I definitely got that one. I don't know if there's any others that I, I got, but I remember that one going. I was like, oh man, it's kind of <laughs> sick. I thought it was gonna be like the the blood uh, trail thing from the first game initially when I got there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there's a there's a few of those dream sequences, but they're like better in this game. 
um, a little bit. There's like the hospital one at the very start, which is like actually later on in the game. Um, and I can't remember the other ones, but there's another one where you're like running through hallways as well. Oh, dude, in the first game when you had to like follow the baby crying noise through the oh, yeah. even that part was terrible. Yeah, it was like <laughs> like Zelda Zelda will do has that in like every one of the Zelda games, but. In the Zelda games, you're only going through, like, four doorways. Yeah. And it's, like, done. And this one was, like, let's drag it out for fucking five to ten minutes. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> referencing the first game, this one, yeah. It yeah. did have, like, I, I forgot that it had, like, that brief little, like, you're running down the hallway yeah. level. And you got to go through, like, the right combination of doors. And, and it's it was fine. It was just, you know, sometimes I'm just kind of, like, I don't know. Sometimes those feel like. I would say it would be padding in another game. I feel like in this, it was like just a missed creative shot. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It just goes yeah. too long. That's all. There's there's definitely no padding in this game. No, it's six goes. hours. It's quick. It's <laughs> yeah. a quick game. It was like, yeah, I, I looked at my Steam playtime and I have uh, 5.3 hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a quick one. I mean, you know, the, the first one was like eight or nine hours. I kind of forget. It was a lot longer yeah. than this, but, you know, it's a... Uh, yeah, it's it's max paid one point five. I guess you get a little variety because you have a couple levels, even though Mona controls exactly the same as Max Payne does. Uh, you do get like that a handful of levels where she's like, you have to like basically do like a bunch of sniping stuff, while like Max yeah. is kind of running through um, the construction uh, site. I, I thought that was like I usually hate levels like that, but I actually oh, thought they were I... kind of fun love sniper levels i love those sniper I, levels. i more meant like the sniping escort type levels like where it's yeah, like yeah. that's true i usually hate those like and i actually thought these were fairly fun you know what i what level i really liked there was like a level where you had to figure out who the other sniper where the other sniper was in uh mission impossible for the n64 i love that level <laughs> that, that game's like shit um there are some some there, there's like different every level is like different conceptually in that game or most mm-hmm. of the levels and um, some of the levels were good. Some of them were just trash. So. Low-key low highlight uh, in this game was uh, when the uh, the mobsters are trying to kill Payne in his apartment. And it's like it's the one that starts with, like, the sniper firing through your window. And then, like, you're kind of fighting through, like, your, like, your shitty apartment complex. And then, like, you go down the hall and, like, the old lady just blows the dude away with the shotgun. That yeah. was, uh, that was good. There was one where you had to dress... It Was it Vlad, I think, you had to dress up as a mascot to get him out of the... No, apartment. not Vlad. I forget the guy's Vlad. name. He's, yeah. He's, Vlad puts the guy in the mascot costume. Oh, yeah, and it's going to blow up if he takes off the the helmet. Yeah, and you're like, you got to take him like, all the way back to his apartment. Doesn't he have, like, a... Not, like, Snoopy, but isn't it, like, something like Snoopy? He's, like... He's got this, like, collection of, like, random, yeah. like, toys and stuff, and he's like, what? They're collectibles! <laughs> and I was like, I feel you, bro. I feel you. There's some yeah. There's some good like uh, side stuff like the lords and ladies, which you oh, watch God, like yes. of. <laughs> yes, as soon as whatever like you walk past the TV, and I did this in the first game too. Whenever you whenever I walked past the TV that was playing something, I let the whole thing play out, and I even like checked on like uh, Wikipedia or a Max Payne wiki afterwards to make sure I got all the all all the clips from all the shows. Yeah, um, and so. You find out eventually that that Vladimir Lem, your friend, or I guess your frenemy, because he's also a mobster uh, in the Russian mob, is actually the one behind all this. He hi- he uh, wants to take over the criminal underworld and um, take over the inner circle. So we he, he, uh, try to do that. And Mona was hired 
uh, by your pal in the inner circle named Senator Woden um, to kill um, Lem and Max Payne. She, of course, can't pull the trigger because she's in love with him. But Vlad does murder Woden. Vlad does pull the trigger. Yeah, and then he murders Mona. But if you beat the game on the hardest difficulty, Mona lives. Yeah, but uh, as I think with Max Pay 3, that is not canon. So not the canon ending. <laughs> so you did all that work for the non-canon ending. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they, they, like, I, I was reading that like they never intended to make Max Payne 3 until you know Rockstar kind of pushed for it so uh, they didn't even make it rockstar made oh it. yeah rockstar made it but yeah 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 you know what's funny is the guy who wrote all of the gta games and the red dead games wrote max Payne 3 really sam <laughs> sam hauser yeah so i really want to play that game i know uh matt on the podcast occasionally likes that game i've heard good things about it outside of him and i'm like really curious what that game is <laughs> Yeah, I would. Uh, I think I think I'm just gonna have to get it because I uh, I really like these, but I also like really like the Red Dead games and the Grand Theft Auto games are awesome. Yeah, so I right. I mean, how can it be? It can't be bad. Right. Famous famous last words. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like I was reading about that one too, and they like um, worked with Rockstar to make sure they got the feel of Max Payne right. Yeah, like, they were they getting did... like builds of the game like along the way and stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. So I'm real curious what that game is. But I'm also curious about uh, Alan Wake 2. And we've got to add Alan Wake to the Endless List at some point. That might be a contender for a Halloween game. Oh, yeah. Um, so, we can, yeah. so we can get that out of the way before Alan Wake 2 comes out, which looks very interesting. Um, I am a big fan of Remedy, big fan of this game. Um, but yeah, where does it go on our Endless List <clears throat> Let of me video games? pull it up. While I'm pulling it up, one thing I thought was funny was that... Uh... The the team on Max Payne Two, uh, like none of them had ever been to New York, and so like they sent <laughs> they sent some like Rockstar like agreed to fly a couple of members of the team to New York, and they gave them really expensive cameras, and they had um, like retired like New York police detectives like act as like bodyguards, and they took them to like like really tough tough neighborhoods, and like so like basically their their first ever trip to New York is like they they're not seeing like. New York City, they're just going like, yeah, we're gonna go to like really, really, uh, you know, beat beat up, beat up, beat up neighborhoods, like, and you're gonna, you're like, so they could take photographs to use it as reference when making the levels, and that was like, and then they're like, yeah, then we all decided to go back to New York after like the game was done to actually see New York. (laughs) Um, So last week we added Downwell at number one hundred one hundred three. We have our list. This is our hundred and fifty fifth entry. 154 is Dark Castle. Number one um, is Super Mario 64. The, the cheese stands alone at number one. Um, Max Payne 2. Uh, let's talk about. about I guess where for Max starters, is. is it better or worse than Max Payne 1? Right. Is it better or worse than Max Payne 1 is the question. And for me, I think it's like very slightly better. Um <clears throat> like very slightly better because I think it's like the level design's a little bit better. I actually thought the story was more interesting. Um, but for me, the level design is really what puts it over the top, even though it's shorter. 
Um, but I wouldn't put it like super far and above. And like even I could see us invoking the uh, Final Fantasy rule and pushing Max Payne down and putting Max Payne to where number 49 is. I mean, would we just... Just make it number forty nine, and then that we 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 don't have to flip anything, right? Like it's just uh, <laughs> in theory, if yeah, we ranked it that way. But should Max Payne go below Titanfall two? Is what I'm wondering. <laughs> oh, you wanted to push Max Payne further down? I oh I, yeah. I thought I thought we were just you know above below Max Payne. Because um, yeah, I'm a little torn as to like which one I actually liked better. I thought the story was more compelling in one mm. but god like they're so similar and even though it is shorter i can't believe you didn't you just didn't you didn't care about the like red path i well i just thing. didn't i didn't like well i i liked what they added story-wise because i thought they were like fucked up and kind of cool but, like, yeah, I, I also did not struggle with them like you did. Like, it was, like, I breezed through them fairly quickly. So, oh, it's, like, so it's like they did not, like, they didn't stick out to me as, like, this, like, horrendous thing. They just kind of came in, like, because I, like, I maybe got through it, like, after, like, two, three tries. So, it was, like, it wasn't, like, it, it didn't stick out to me as, like, this, like, awful negative thing. But that said, I do kind of feel like, I kind of wish Max Payne 2 was a little bit longer. It doesn't have to be as long as Max Payne. I remember there was, like, a couple points in Max Payne where I was, like, Okay, like we're just kind of delaying like the inevitable here. Yeah, the warehouse part where you're like trying to figure out where to go. Yeah, like, some of it felt like a little a little too long. So the gameplay is tighter in Max Payne Two. I thought the story was more interesting in One. Presentation's better in this one. I liked the bullet time stuff better in One. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, a coin it's like toss. it's like it's, it's yeah it's literally literally a coin toss. I mean, Max Payne 2 is more polished. It's like, you know, it's not drastically different, but it doesn't feel as... It doesn't feel as rough around the edges in some parts as, like, the first yeah. one does. So. Yeah. so I guess, yeah, I guess I'd give the nod to Max Payne 2. But, um, but uh, well, I've not played Titanfall 2, and I hated Dead Space. So, uh, <laughs> All right, so we're just going to put it at 49 and say yeah, that. Yes, <laughs> I think... Uh, and... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think this is the first time we've ever put a sequel back to back with its original. Well, I mean, I think I think that just really speaks to just how similar these games are. It's just They are extremely similar. I'm like shocked. I mean, as far as I know of, I'm not aware of them ever like being bundled together as like one game as like the Max Payne Fall collection or something, you know. Cuz you yeah. could you could just play like right into like Max Payne 2. Like pretty much, it seamlessly. wouldn't even. It'd be like the size of a modern game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, we have a new number forty-nine on the endless list of video games. It is Max Payne Two, The Fall of Max Payne Two, or <laughs> The Fall of Max Payne from Remedy Entertainment, published by Rockstar Games, and yes, um, congratulations, Max Payne Two. You were a top fifty game of all time twice Top do you think there will ever be do you think there will ever be a game that goes in between these two ever i think that'd be like it'd be so impossible i feel like <laughs> it's it's either you're gonna go above both or you're gonna go below both it's i think right. it's gonna be so hard like and also it's gonna like 
give us all like like an OCD issue to like put a game in between the two. Oh, not me. I I, like want it there. This like pains me just to see it like this. I I don't know. It's when we have those discussions, it's going to be like, well, these games are like (laughs) basically the same. Like if we had a tie, if we ever had a first like tie, like it would be (laughs) this, like this would be the the tie. Uh, Yeah. It's the closest it feels like because we both know both these games. Um, But yeah. Um, yes, we have a new number 49. Next week, do you know what is happening, Chris? It's it's movie week. It's movie week. Movie. We're doing it. New number one. New number one. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, not the fiercest competition in the world, but I have never seen Sonic, so I'll be seeing Sonic for the first time. Yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie. Next week, we are adding it to our list of video game movies. Is that going to be dropping list? the same week that the second movie comes out? I believe so. We are relevant once again. I mean, do we then have to follow it up with the second movie? Like, immediately? Uh, I don't... Well, I don't think we have to do anything. (laughs) We can do whatever we want. We're adults. I mean, if we were were really trying to theme these things, we would have followed this up with the Max Payne movie, so... Oh, Jesus Christ. Fuck that. You want to see another Mark Wahlberg movie after we went to see Oh, God, no. Can't can't do two in a row. (laughs) That that movie's an affront to the series, so from what I've heard, I've yes. seen it. Yes, I mean it just looks I mean Mark Wahlberg is fucking Max Payne. It's What? Terrible. My wife and kids died. What the fuck, bro? I uh Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, how's your mother? Yeah, she died from fucking your father. Yeah. What is this? <laughs> Big land the departed. I wouldn't be surprised if behind the scenes Mark Wahlberg pushed to try to have uh, the Max Payne story picked from New York and moved to Boston. Oh, I would yeah, not be surprised sure. if that was like at least pushed for at least once behind the scenes. Fucking Mark Wahlberg. Just so everybody knows, Bostonians are sick of Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, we don't like him. We, <laughs> like, I don't know any Bostonian who likes Mark Wahlberg. I don't. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Fuck him. Nobody wants him. All right, Chris. All right. Um, we will see you next week for sure. Yeah. Next two weeks. Um, Yeah. And um, thank you for all for listening. See you next week.